0: Welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Manning. And here on the podcast, I interview experts from within and outside the eye care industry on the business management topics and advice that matter most to you, your practice, your patience, and your success. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Practice Advantage Podcast. It's a new year, a new you, and a new practice as we continue tackling our 2023 goals. For many practice owners, the day-to-day is so well-established that we often don't take a step back and look at our business operations. And there are a lot, from scheduling to exam flow Billing to recall, there are countless operations that our people and our business must perform to be successful. When was the last time you dove into one of those areas and looked for ways to improve it, make it more efficient, and more effective? In this episode, my guest is Kathy Long, Pekka's newest member of the Member Business Advisor team and our Business Operations Advisor. She has a wealth of practice operations, accounting, acquisition, and onboarding experience, and I'm thrilled to welcome her to the podcast.
1: Kathy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Justin. Happy New Year, and it is great to be here with you. Now, Kathy, before we dive
0: into finding opportunities within a practice's operations, whether it's brand new or been around 30, 40, 50 plus years and in generations of optometrists, why is evaluating and improving these business fundamentals so important? And what are the biggest issues you're seeing in private practice when it comes to this?
1: Well, I mean, there are many challenges today, but for me, staffing and revenue growth both seem to be highest on the list. Doctors will ask me for ways to improve the revenue. Well, my response is always, in order to grow your business, evaluating how your processes are currently working and where your capture rates are, that's what's going to give you the insight needed in order to take the next step You know, on what should be tweaked or should be changed. So you know, one of the biggest challenges I hear, um, you know, doctors and managers, you know, making assumptions on how they are performing, you know, until performance is tracked, you know, it's usually then realized there is growth opportunity, you know, in return that grows your revenue. So, you know, the importance of tracking, you know, is so we don't miss out on potential revenue, you know, we need to increase whatever we can, you know, to combat today's increased expenses across the board, everyone is seeing that. You know, I'd also like to mention, it only takes a couple of small changes, and that can add up to tens of thousands of revenue. You know, like, let's say a practice um, has, you know, 2,000 patients a year. You know, minor operational tweaks, you know, that result in a per patient increase, let's say, of $10, that could result in a $20,000 per year, you know, so that's one metric. What if this occurred with three metrics or four metrics? It's attainable. You know, for example, you know, we could be looking at your current revenue per patient. You know, identify how much growth potential you have by increasing the number of patients you see. Whether that's utilizing, you know, we have PECA ads, you know, for new patients or implementing a better recall to ensure your existing patients, you know, are coming back annually. You know, then don't forget to look at your back office efficiencies. You know, it's things that are overlooked commonly. It's the filing and posting of insurance. Working those outstanding ARs processing your contact lens, you know, or frame lens orders, you know, receiving those orders, you know, contacting the patients and verifying, you know, all the cost of goods invoices to your statements. Those are just things that just exist back there, you know, but they are efficiencies and they can cause problems within the practice. You know, these are just, you know, some things that are important to understand, you know, and to take place, you know, to help your staff better manage their time as well. You know, just looking at those processes.
0: So much there's so much in what you just said that is really that is critical for success as as you look, you know, especially if the goal is increased revenue or 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 tweaking change making changes to help grow the practice. We often want to jump into the biggest things or adding new things, or but it, it really comes back to what metrics are you tracking? You can in essence you can't manage what you aren't. Measuring or you don't measure. You may think something is a challenge or something is a problem that needs to be adjusted or fixed, but it may not be the actual issue that's underlying it. And, and what you're talking about with all of these pieces of the day-to-day operations of the practice, you have to take a step back and and even those minor tweaks that change or increase revenue by 10 to 20 dollars a patient and per patient revenue have significant impacts on the business. So let's let's unpack the how a little bit more. It, it may be overwhelming, especially for doctors with busy practices, busy patient schedules, to take time away from that to review these individual operations, whether it's billing, whether it's check-in, whether it's recall, whether it's it's marketing. How do they do that? First of all, how do they take a step back and and perhaps where do they start? What are the primary operations that owners should pay attention to first if they want to see these goals that you're talking about?
1: Sure. So I say it every single day, you know, with practices, many times it takes the little things to impact the bigger things. And operation covers so much territory. And Justin, you just mentioned doctors are very busy and you know I'm sure always trying to figure out a work-life balance, it's tough. And I find out that your practices don't necessarily have managers. And if your practice isn't a size where you feel there's a need, Maybe consider a team lead, someone you can identify to help with some of the operational management, you know, the tracking that we've been talking about and we'll talk about further, you know, maybe staff schedules, you know, they can be the go-to and then they can partner with you, you know, for decisions needing made. That's that's a help for the doctors running their practice. You know, and I previously mentioned the importance um, for tracking financial performance. You know, that is step one. And I'll get into that a little bit deeper later in the podcast. Then I would like to ask yourself, are your patients returning? Do you know that capture rate? You know, why are they not returning? But we need to break those reasons down and, you know, look at it in detail. You know, is it the patient's experience? Is it, you know, our recall process? How do we improve on those? You know, look at every aspect of a visit beginning with making the appointment. See if anything stands out. Using the example of improving recall, you know, that we just discussed, Another question to ask, you know, are we growing our new patient base? Are we doing the right marketing, social media, you know, to gain the younger demographics? You know, my kids are 27 and 29. If it doesn't happen on their phone, it won't happen. You know, but we have to ask ourselves these questions. Challenge your staff to brainstorm on these topics. This should not always just fall to the owner and the doctor. It helps create a team approach. You know, that is very, very important to me on creating a team and not just you know, presenting it to your staff on what's going to happen. You know, it creates just a better buy-in, you know, when you do make a change. This could lead, you know, me into a huge rabbit hole, Justin, for talking about staffing, um, because that's a a much larger operation within the practice. But I'm going to kind of stop right there.
0: Nobody who listens to this podcast uh, thinks I care anything about uh, team members or staff or how you involve them in, in the practice. So I think we could easily go down that rabbit hole together. But I I I do I think it is really important what you just said about this about the team about the employees is leveraging them in this process. If you don't have an office manager, have a team lead to to work through these operations together. As the owner, you don't have to do it alone. And I and I think the other piece is really important when it comes to okay I, I'm I have this busy schedule. How do I take a step back? Is you have to take. The step you have to pick one area that you think may be a challenge and dive into it, but take it step by step. So, how do they then, as they go to take these steps to reevaluate a specific operations, whether like you know, let's use the example of recall that you talked about? How do they break it down into smaller steps? How do they make these changes more? You know, bite sized and more manageable, so that it, it it's not necessarily overwhelming as a as an owner who is busy. So often seeing patients.
1: Well, if if you kind of look at it from a thirty thousand foot level, evaluation and improvement, it, it's not going to work by carving out you know thirty minutes a day on a midday, maybe you know where there's daily distractions. There's constantly office fires to put out. Specific time needs to be set aside. You know, you need to ask who who needs to be involved in this process. You know, I previously mentioned it should not just be the doctor or the owner and not even just the doctor and manager. It's a staff. It's a team, you know, and what's the value of getting out of the office, maybe shutting the office down, which I know that's always gets nervous to say to a doctor. But, you know, for an afternoon and do a planning session strategically with your staff, you know, do your homework and be prepared, have an agenda. You know, again, you know, look at, you know, what you plan to walk away with, you know, lots of input from those, you know, from the feet ground, which is your staff, you know, will help, you know, make decisions on what does need to be tweaked. You know, sometimes, you know, these aren't things that are going to happen overnight, you know, but you need to plan. So Justin, you know, the PECAs is Connect, Build and Prosper, you know, came out of one of these types of sessions. You know, and once you have set up the framework of how you wanna go about the evaluation process, you know, we can dive into how to actually do it. You know, but you gotta ask yourself, you know, I, I say that commonly asking yourself questions, but it's, where do I start? And sometimes that's the most difficult question. You know, I recommend picking four or five different metrics. And here's some examples of the ones I've used with members, you know, your frame capture rate, your wellness package, you know, like the Optos OCT, the patient paid, you know, standard of care test, annual contact lenses, maybe your per patient averages, you know, establish, you know, figure out what your patients, you know, new versus uh, established are and know those capture rates. And of course, your overall gross, gross production. I mean, that, you know, is is an ongoing uh uh, metric that needs to be uh, tracked, you know. But using gross production is the easiest. Um, it reflects the now, um, and if your gross increases, your net's going to grow. But it's it's definitely the easiest to track, you know. But um, looking at last year to this year figures, you know, it's best to do annually. But then it's also really good to do the quarters from last year to this year as well. You know, if you look ahead and you consider setting goals, which we'll talk about, you know, you'll need quarter metrics, you know, versus annual. Um, let's take a uh, frame capture for instance. If you're at 45%, there's room for growth. You know, now break down what your processes currently are. You know, how, how what all goes into a frame capture. How do the doctors discuss RX change in the exam room? It starts there. You know, is there a doctor handoff to the optician? Do you have a good frame selection? You know, are you priced right? Do you have RXs walking? Do you know why they're walking? You know, these this is the information that helps make decisions. But growing that capture rate goes straight to the, the bottom line. So to me, that's always one that I um, talk with members about. But each metric can be tracked. Then processes need to be broken down. And when I said earlier, small changes can make big impacts. These are examples, but you've got to tear them apart. You know, the team can brainstorm on what we can do and how we can get a higher capture rate. You know, put the work in. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it can definitely end up growing that revenue, which everyone needs to uh, grow their revenue. You know, again, you know, your team should be part of this. Remember, just start with two metrics, evaluate it, improve it, those habits will get set one to two quarters. Then maybe at that time look at two more. The importance, you know, of everyone measuring together, celebrating wins together. And if needed, you brainstorm together on how to make some adjustments. It's
0: it's so important though. And I, I think you know at the core when we're talking about operations like this it's it's about problem solving and it's about decision making and it's informed decision making it's informed decision making through the metrics that you're talking about so for that busy pra- that doctor who's super super busy that owner who feels they don't have time they do need to carve out some time they need to pick an area that they want to focus on not everything pick one area capture rate Recall, pick one area of their operations that they that they want to improve. Take a step back, involve the team, and one of the things that you you, you went through a string of questions to ask yourself about whichever area. In the case you you were talking about was frame capture rate. It's about asking the right questions to get to the re- the root cause, the root issues, or the why behind why a certain outcome is the way that it is. And then when you have the right answers to those right questions, then you can make quick steps. And that speeds the whole evaluation and improvement process up when it comes to any and every practice operation challenge or question. And I love how you broke all that down. So we can't talk about business ops though, without talking about efficiency. We want to be more efficient revenue and growing revenue is one of our top 2023 goals for our listeners We want to see more patients. We don't want to compromise patient care. How do we approach this efficiency challenge? And I suppose in your experience with our members, what are the biggest challenges you see to being more efficient? And how do we address those to be more efficient this year?
1: Well, it really ties into what I just went over. You know, being efficient can help grow your capture rates, you know, yet inefficiencies can be brought to light, you know, when capture rates are not where they could be. You know, and identifying inefficiencies, right? Number one, that's what we need to do. And the easiest way, you know, to locate some, you know, is to break it down by area of the patient's visit, you know, start with one at a time, you know, again, discussion with your staff, they know it best, get their input and how this all works well, or maybe it doesn't work well, you know, check-in are um, online uh, appointments available, you know, is there online check-in? Is insurance verified before the appointment? Um, new, you know, patient paperwork. You know, how is that all handled? Pre-testing. Do you need to bring the patients back out of the exam lane to pre-test? Why? I mean, this affects the flow, right? So get your staff's input. You know, the doctor handoff to the optical. I mentioned that, you know, earlier. I'll probably mention it again. You know, does it happen? How does it work? You know, doctor's word is golden for recommendations, you know, so how, or is it even incorporated in your practice? Checkout, you know, can opticians do check out when they're done or are they take them back to the checkout desk? And this all impacts the patient experience and that patient returning, wowing the patient, you know, that's the, the entire experience from walk in, from really making their appointment online to when they walk out you know, and then follow up. We can go into that in detail later, but I'm going to keep moving here, you know, access, you know, uh, excuse me, assess these areas, you know, not only completion of the task at hand, but how it fits into the office overall, you know, doctor handoff is one that I definitely see fall to the wayside. And I'm always told it's time restraints, but I mean, no handoff might solve an issue of the doctor being late or just a few minutes late to the next appointment. But what does it do to the office? You know, if premium lens designs, you know, material upgrades and AR coatings are decreasing 10%, you know, could it be a result of no handoff? And we do see this happen all the time. You know, you're working harder and not smarter. So you might actually be better off removing one patient slot in the morning or afternoon, to allow extra couple minutes with each patient. You know, the incremental revenue increase, you know, with each patient, you know, will likely outweigh seeing one more managed care, you know, patient that doesn't purchase from optical. All different things and ways to look at it, but the patient handoff, you know, can increase that optical greatly.
0: Not having time to hand the patient off to the optical in appropriate manner. If you think about it, By having a proper handoff, you increase incremental revenue, as you just said, because the patient is far more likely to pay for the things that you as the doctor prescribed. You won't need to be pressed to see that many more patients by growing the revenue per patient by having a better handoff. Okay, rant over, but to, to to your point, it's just so, so important. Kathy, I also loved how... You you talk about again breaking it down through that patient journey, and and I did a podcast uh, earlier back. Highly recommend you go take a listen to it uh, for our listeners to go listen to it on the customer journey and customer journey mapping, and and it's not just about the experience. Use that tool with what you're talking about from an operation standpoint, and, and truth be told. I think operations and experience go hand in hand. And when you look at how you are being more efficient at each step in that patient journey, again, it's breaking it down. And it it improves both your efficiency and and your outcomes, but it also improves the overall experience of the patient. And I love how that's just another key point to to working on these operations within the practice. You talked quite a bit, and I, I love this conversation it's. I bring it up every opportunity I get on the podcast. Is that business? No business operation at iCare happens without people. So, what role do the team members play? And, and you talked about this quite a bit already in engaging them and asking them. They're the front lines. They're the ones there. They know what's going on. They know what's working. They know what's not working. So, how do you? How does a doctor who may struggle with this? How how do they engage their team members in this operations process? And how do they go about coaching the employees that may need to change or improve in these areas so that the practice could be more efficient or effective?
1: Well, definitely staffing topics are, are the highest volume of challenges, especially today. I have always said to myself throughout my you know career, you coach up or you coach out. Um, I've mentioned this several times already involving your staff, you know, when making changes, you get the input, you strategize with them, you know, and how we can change our method or process in order to get a different outcome. I've found it is one of the ways that can help create a team culture and culture within a practice is very important. Once you gather the capture rates, you know, do that due diligence, make a list of items to brainstorm, but just pick two, you know, Remember, baby steps, you know, start with the team meeting, maybe, you know, let's kick off 2023, bring in lunch or breakfast, food seems to always motivate, you know, start with successes and thank them, you know, start positive, you know, and then present the concept, you know, that you're wanting more of a team approach for 2023, that you want to talk through some goals, you know, to identify, you know, if we have any inefficiencies, you know, to work on, you know, it's, again, it's trying to be positive you know present what you found to the team um, explain maybe you know you'd like to see how we can you know, improve a couple of metrics as a team explain what the process is you'd like to follow. you know once you've identified you know those couple of capture rates what we're going to work on um, you know whichever ones you you know think you know that are most important you know ask them how it is currently in the office now then ask how can we do it different It shouldn't ever be about doing it better. That comes across to me as negative. So when I've talked to staff, it's always about doing it um, different. You know, how can we do it different to get a different outcome? You know, if they're coming up with ways to change, it's them involved in that decision. It's not just the doctor and owner telling them. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, if it fails, it's a team fail. And that's okay, just reassess. You know, another discussion could be, you know, if you're currently say at a 20 or 30 minute comprehensive exam slot, great, fantastic. But if you're not, ask your team how we can get there. How can we speed up that exam in and out of the exam lane? Or even maybe how can we see five more patients this week than we did last week? You know, what methods are we using? You know, do we ask every patient if they have a family member, maybe that needs to come in for an exam, that doesn't cost you anything. It just should be part of the routine procedures. You know, involving the team, you know, it helps getting them on board with the change. And maybe in turn, when we talk about what coaching staff need, maybe it's less coaching that will be needed. You know, again, it's team culture. You know, and I, I mean, Justin, and I can go on. I mean, there's many different things you can do, you know, with your staff, you know, to involve your staff. Um, and I do. I have these conversations every day with our Peck and Max members.
0: I love it. I think there's so many things that you've given us to think about for this year, and and just from our listener standpoint, make 2023 the year that you make the changes that you want to make, that you want to have, the, you get the results out of the practice. Your practice becomes what your pra- you want your practice to be and where you want it to go, and the people that you bring along on that. Journey. So Kathy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your expertise with our listeners. So our Pecambax members have access to you and your and, and all of that experience that you bring at any point in time. We always end with the same question. We believe leaders are readers. What are you currently reading?
1: Well, full disclosure, I deal with anxiety like a lot of other people nowadays. So I decided my goal in 2023, you know, find ways to lower it figure out what is in my control. So I, I'm just starting it. I have to say, I'm not into it very much, but i am got a book called stop overthinking. And that is something I do daily, daily in my personal and work life. So it caught my eye, you know, hopefully I can gain some insight. We'll see. I'll keep you posted, Justin.
0: Absolutely. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I want I, I appreciate you sharing that because I, everybody, I, I think so many people deal with that and and I'm just as guilty with the overthinking. So I'll have to add that one to my list too. So Caddy, this was awesome. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Have a great day.
0: If you've enjoyed the Practice Advantage podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you wanna take your practice to the next level for the sake of your patience, your team, your community, and your bottom line, give us a call. 1-800-959-2020, option three. See you next time.